SVT podcast is back on a, on a Friday. We missed our, our normal Monday show due to the holiday and playoff uh, football. And then Tyler and I were both sick, so we're recovering, but we're well enough to do the show. So we were we were dry heaving in each other's mouths on Monday. Yummy. <laughs> um, no, let's get into some sports. We had uh, a huge weekend of playoff football and some stuff we you know what was uh unpredictable like the texans you know that was a great game and then some stuff was predictable like the cowboys completely imploding on themselves (laughs) um i thoroughly enjoyed that game i laughed all the way to the bank on that one yeah the Um, maniacal laughter coming out of my apartment and oh yeah nobody else in here just me because courtney's like He's watching football. I'm going to disappear and go do something else. So. Yeah. So let's go through. Uh, I, I know everybody who's watching this probably already knows the outcome, but just for the sake of clarity, let's go through the uh, uh, the weekend scores, Vince. And uh... All right. So here we are. Uh, I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm putting them up on the Excel sheet because nice. this is also our playoff pick em challenge spreadsheet. So, you know, two birds, one stone. Uh, so on Saturday, the Texans all over the Browns, 45 to 14. Uh, the the insanity run of Joe Flacco has ended. Uh, we, we called it like he, he was turnover prone and that showed up big time, two pick sixes. And that was that was the end of it, really. Like there was no no coming back after that. Yeah. Uh, uh, on Saturday night, the Chiefs beat the Dolphins 26 to 7. The Dolphins, I guess, were frozen. They couldn't handle it. Um uh the, the big story out of that game was actually Kristen Juszczyk, uh, wife of 49ers fullback, because she made Taylor's jacket and all of a sudden she went from you know 50,000 people on Instagram to 600 k because Taylor wore her jacket. So uh big ups to you. Go Niners. Well, also, too, I think that uh, Tua has never played a football game in weather below 20 degrees. So that sucks now. (laughs) Oh, man, that was just like, you know, the the Andy Reid mustache, like completely frozen. I mean, like there's just a lot of uh, images from that game that aren't football related. Hold on. Just going to be trapped forever. Before we jump into this Packers and Cowboys game, which is laughable laugh factory of this whole segment here. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that like 14 people got treated for hypothermia from the Chiefs? Oh, game? yeah. Yeah, yeah there, I there believe was quite it. a few, more than a dozen, yeah. I bet you it was all those people who took their shirts off thinking that beer will keep me warm. <laughs> yeah, well, the beer freezing over the second you walk out of... Um, uh, th- there was one video where somebody pulled water? out a water bottle, the, yeah. the, the smart water bottle, right? And then, uh, you know, it, as soon as it, they leave the refrigerator area it just freezes over like real fast you can see it crawl I, down i saw that on reddit wow. where the same thing where they pulled it out of the fridge and then the water froze and the first comment says close the fridge door letting all the heat out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay um all right so let's move on to sunday the packers sam you called it the packers i told you 48 to 32 over the cowboys how about them fraud boys man i'm telling we, I, 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 I kind of thought that there was a chance it could happen. We talked about it last yeah. week. Like we wouldn't be surprised if it happened this week. We knew they were going to fold at some point. No. And this 32 that they scored, that's garbage time. It was 48 to 16. 
with six minutes left. They got some garbage time to make it look um, prettier than what it really was. The game was was over before halftime. Yeah, that was a beatdown of epic proportions, and it brought joy to my heart. I was seeing Schadenfreude from Avenue Q, man. It was uh, it was beautiful, a beautiful sight. I love it. I'm actually quite happy that Mike McCarthy's coming back next year. Me, me too. too. That, that, that just fills me with like, so much joy. It just it just means like there's another fold ready to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, um, Jerry Jones basically um since since he fired Jimmy Johnson, he's had only yes men's with the exception of Bill Parcells. Right, but. Bill Parcells was there right around the time he was trying to get his money for Jerry World, and he right. was trying to look serious. And as soon as he got that money, um, he was, you know, Bill Parcells was out, and then Wade Phillips, who's, you know, ultimate yes man, great coordinator, not a great head coach. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he takes over after that. Also, Jerry, been- Jerry's been letting coaches play out their contracts and just doesn't retain them. So I think probably should have moved off of Mike McCarthy in what a different direction, but he's going to save a couple of bucks and stick with them. And I, I think on the, what they're, what they're trying to hang their hat on is that it's a 12 win team. Right. And mm-hmm. he's been into the playoffs three straight times, but it's three straight duds. I guarantee you that that DC gets poached. That they're, they're DC. Dan is, Quinn. Uh, I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Dan yeah. Quinn is the DC. I, yeah. I, I, I think I mean, he gets the, poached. The reports were that he was a lock to get the Seattle job. Yeah. And now they're saying it's not so much of a lock because of the 48 piece that he gave up to Green Bay. And he he calls the defense. He's, he you know, uh, Mike McCarthy doesn't do anything on defense. That's his unit. The reason why I said that doesn't really matter because the Eagles offensive coordinator is in line to get a job with multiple places and we've seen how that ended. We'll get to that game, but, but yeah. It, All right. So let, let uh, let's move on uh, because uh, the Packers, like, just like the Packers, we're going to move on. Unlike the Cowboys. Oh, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Dallas. There it is. Eight minutes in <laughs> the lions oh, beat the Rams 24 to 23. The most exciting game of the entire weekend. Uh, yeah. That was a lot of fun. And, we all got it right. And we all said it was going to be a close one. We thought, you know, Matt Stafford might come in and ruin the day for Detroit. He almost did. He He almost did. did. Detroit was able to hang on by a point. They get the job done there. And because the Cowboys lose their game, Detroit gets to host another home game. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. That's what I said. All right. So, uh, uh, let's move on to Monday. Uh, the Bills and Steelers, they were originally supposed to play Sunday, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time, but that game got pushed back because of weather. Buffalo ends up winning 31-17. Uh, that was the annual, you know, thanks for making it to the playoff Steelers. Now here's your one and done. Uh, they, and then, they, looked, they looked good for about a quarter. I was like, wow, this might be something. Yeah. And, and then, then, the, the, and then, then the Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we all know Mason's not the answer at quarterback there. So yeah. did you hear that uh this se- before the start of this season, he almost retired to get his real estate license? I think to work for his dad's like real estate firm or something <laughs> like that. Um 
you know, he's he's probably not coming back as the starter of the Pittsburgh Steelers or any NFL team. But hey, he got to start a playoff game. Uh, I mean, that's a childhood dream. He's you know, he's I don't know how much further his NFL career is going to go, but, you know, good for him. <laughs> yeah, he, his value to the Steelers is higher than to any other team for sure. Right. Um, if it's not with the Steelers, it's nowhere. I think. Yeah. So we'll see. Mitch Trubisky could be gone too. So maybe they maybe Mason hangs on as the backup. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, the then Monday night, Tyler, you kind of thought it might be coming, and it did. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay beats your Philadelphia Eagles thirty-two to nine. Uh, just, uh, you know, a couple thoughts. What are you thinking uh, after that game? Yeah, I mean, initially, look, I still think that Nick Sirianni is maybe not the head coach for us for the future, but it sounds like all indications that he's going to cut, be the head cut coach. The, cut the screen share. Oh, there that's, you go. Okay, that's, thank that's you. That's exactly yeah. I was on it right there. It's, yeah. it's all indications that he's going to be head coach again next year. Um, he's already interviewing people to take over the OC and the DC job because obviously Sean Desai is out. Uh, Brian Johnson is interviewing to be possibly be – you know, maybe the Titans next head coach, whatever, you know, great. I still think that if Nick Sirianni was the one who orchestrated this whole entire offense and you had six to seven weeks, if you include the playoffs to try and make a change and you didn't, I I just, I don't know where, where do we draw the line of, are you a motivator or are you a head coach? So it seems like we had a really good DC. We had a really good OC who, you know, took the Titans almost to the playoffs in this first year with a rookie quarterback and then a backup quarterback. So it seems like Nick Sirianni is the headpiece to just motivate guys. And he needs good coaches around him to make him be able to do his job of just motivate while the coaches do their jobs of coordinating. Right. And I don't know if that's how you want your head coach to be. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I personally don't. I'd like to have a head coach who can, manage all of it since he is the head of the of the operation uh in that retrospect but um you know i don't know if kelsey's gonna be back i don't know if brandon graham's gonna be back i I think i think kelsey's already announced that he's retiring he has not yet so he did a uh knee-jerk reaction and then he's come out on this podcast in new heights and said that uh he hasn't made that decision yet so okay until papers are filed with nfl he has not announced a retirement yet yeah um and again all indications probably gonna retire He's yeah. gone. I mean, he just made another, you know, uh, all pro team, his sixth one. So he's going to be a, a Hall of Famer, no, no doubt. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to see Fletcher Cox again. Like, it's just um, to see those three guys, if you don't ever see them again, like, I want to say thank you. You know, the the memories that they gave us, the heart, sweat, tears, whatever you want to say. It's been great. Um, I just have my reserve thoughts. I'd rather go for a head coach like a Harville type of person. Um, I, we will never see Belichick. <laughs> Our owner, Lori does not like Bill Belichick, so he will not be in the building. Don't even have that conversation. Um, so it really only leaves one to one head coach realistically. And then I think it's going to be Sirianni going forward, even though I don't really want him to be the head coach next year. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's easy to shit on him now. Um, I, I think Vince and I talked about this last year about Sirianni because there you know there were some antics last year that he did and then some video started popping up this year where um Sirianni last year was like flipping fans off and then Jalen Hurts pulled his hand down and was kind of like dude like you know yeah. what's up with that so I I did hop on uh Eagles uh Twitter and kind of 
check out what was going on there. I didn't really comment or like or, or do any interactions, but I was kind of scrolling and, and looking at it. And there was a lot of fans talking about the the immaturity of Suriani and how he would interact with opposing fans. And um, there was a lot of, hey, remember that week during this? And, you know, a lot of stuff like that. So it just seems like a lot of the Eagles fans are – are kind of over it on whatever, however he conducts himself. Um, I was pretty interested. I was curious about, you know, um, it's it's interesting because this time last year, Jalen Hurts was getting the praise of being the same, not overly emotional, not, you know, not being too high, not being too low, and just kind of being the same moment to moment, day to day, week to week. And now he's getting crushed by his own teammates on being the same thing. So I I, I thought that was kind of like an awkward thing. Um, you saw the blowups on the sidelines of, uh, you know, some guys were, were calling out Jalen hurts for, for whatever. And it, yeah, there was I, a lot, quite a bit of blowups on the sidelines last week. I don't think that, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't really have any issues with Jalen Hurts. I don't people are gonna say he regressed. And if you look at his numbers from last year to this year, they're they're pretty close to what they were. So he didn't really regress, but he didn't really progress either. So he didn't really go forward in my eyes either, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, I think we, we talk about it, are you a, a a game manager or you know, are you the one that basically runs the whole entire show? I so, I still believe he's a I mean, he put game together... changer or game manager, I guess, is the question. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I still think he put together a, a over two, you know, a season and three quarters of amazing football. Yeah. Um, I don't think you just bail on a guy that talented, you know, no, after not at all, you know, how well, they close the season. You have, and I think a lot of it too, though. a lot of it too was the defense, the secondary couldn't make a tackle. Couldn't create a turnover. I mean, the secondary on paper, you look at the names, you're like, damn, this is a good secondary. But to me, they just look like they got old and slow, like in the the middle of the season. So now the secondary just looked old and slow. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you change your, your coordinator halfway through. And, and then Matt Patricia. Yeah, the Matt Patricia yeah. thing. So, so I mean, uh, again, we have two wide receivers at 1,000 yards. You also had a running back you know, for a thousand yards. So you have three players. So it, I give a lot of shit to Brian Johnson, but yes, we did have three 1000 players, which is nothing to, to, you know, bat an eye at that's, that's, that's a great accomplishment for a team. I think what's just a frustrating as a fan base is that we could all see the plays as a Joe Schmo sitting on the couch. There's no reason why I should be able to know the plays that you're going to run. It shouldn't be that predictable, and it would, and it just was. There was no passes over the middles. Everything was to the side. They was trying to get big plays. They weren't. There was no dynamic to the offense, and I think that was really the downfall that really frustrated a lot of Eagles fans. Um, and who knows? Yeah. It maybe it was Brian Johnson. Maybe it was Nick Sirianni. We'll just never know. Maybe not until uh, the Telltale book comes out ten years down the road. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the Tampa Bay bucks, did you guys see this? Uh, they're going to be playing Detroit, um, next, uh, this coming weekend. And the reporter asked about the weather and, and this, and then, uh, Todd Bowles 
the gentleman that he is, the sweet sweetheart that he is. He's like, well, you know, it's it's a dome. We're playing indoors, so <laughs> for the for the ten seconds of when we have to walk up to the stadium from the bus, um, but I won't be thinking about it that much. <laughs> Like, damn, dude, you handled that better than any other human being on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also heard that uh uh what's his name? The the safety that was with the Eagles. Um uh God Lee, I'm drawing a blank. Gardner uh CJ Gardner Johnson. Thank yeah. you. Him and uh him and the Baker Mayfield are getting into it. Oh man, Baker Mayfield is getting drugged through the mud right now. It's not it's not looking pretty for him right now. And I really hope that he does something good because it's not gonna be pretty if he loses this game throwing like two picks or something like that. <laughs> I wanted to um re- I wanted to reincorporate last week into this week. Uh what Vince, could you bring up the teams that are gonna be playing this coming weekend? 49ers. Yeah, you want me and to share that? the screen again? Yeah. Okay. Um Give me just I know this is I- I know this is going to be a little bit of out of, out of left field, but all right, here I'll we set are. it up a little bit. Uh, there was a tweet of um, there's a podcast that Amy Trask is on, and she quote, you know, to quote her a little bit, she goes, um, "There's eight teams, eight quarterbacks left. Seven of them are terrific, and then there's Brock Purdy." So, what I does she to, mean by that? That that. She, you know, she went into detail and she said that, you know, Brock Purdy, she doesn't put in their class. So I was like, just off the top of my head, I, huh. you're going to okay. put, okay. you're going to put Jordan Love <laughs> over Brock Purdy. One no, but, season. He, he, but he was a first round pick that I'm going to get that's, to that. Yeah. Yeah. So Jordan Love in one season, his first season as a starter, you're, you're taking him. Over Brock Purdy, you're taking Baker Mayfield, who's this is statistically his best season this year. You're taking a rookie in CJ Stroud, who's having a phenomenal season. Like, okay, Lamar Jackson, I get it. You're taking Jared Goff over Brock Purdy. Um, Josh Allen, okay, I understand. And Patrick, uh, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, okay, I understand. Yeah. But what I don't understand, I'm not even the 49er fan, um, is the slander that Brock Purdy gets, and he's done this over a season. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's done this over a season now. Like, he's into his second season, and w- we're never going to know what could have happened last season against the Eagles when he got injured. It could have been a different outcome. It could have been the same outcome, meaning the 49ers still lose, but maybe the score is a little bit different. You don't know. Um, but just real quick, I know that's out of a left field, but what do you guys think of this? Uh, why does why does Brock Purdy get shat on so much? Because it it, it seems like other quarterbacks draft. are okay. It has to be the draft. And the, the reason why I think it is is because it has to be the draft, and you know it's easy to, to crap on the guy that uh, was mystery irrelevant at this point, right? What has he done in this league? You know, he's made it to one championship, which is amazing. I mean, look at all the other quarterbacks that are in here. How many of them have made it to championship games? I mean, seriously, uh, you know. Yeah, not I, Baker, not Jordan, not CJ. Um, yeah. Did the Ravens get there in Lamar's uh, MVP season? 
They did, and then they okay. They so lost. they got to, they got to championship Sunday and lost. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, uh, Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl with the Rams. Uh, the Bills have been in, in championship Sunday, obviously the Chiefs. So I mean, but so you got these three teams right here: Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers, Jordan Love and the Packers, and then obviously the rookie C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Right. Um, so, so the the only one out of those, right? Let's let's be honest here. The only one in their rookie season that made it to a championship series and almost made it to the Super Bowl was Patrick Mahomes, right? It was his second season because he started that that first year he was on the bench behind Alex Smith. Well, okay, as a full-time starter. Is his I'm first year as a starter. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So, I mean, Brock Purdy is a full-time starter, made it to a championship game. Can we say that, right? Yeah. So how two quarterbacks have, have done what, what Brock is, what Brock included? Yeah, I don't. A, I don't know why he doesn't get slander on that. I, I, there's no reason he should get any slander at all. He's an excellent quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't understand the it's, the out. You go outside the Bay Area, and people are losing their minds about Brock Purdy, and mm-hmm. just want to crush this dude. And yeah, uh, basically, um, I, I think that 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 uh, Christmas game between the Ravens and the Niners, um, because Brock. Uh, Brock threw like five picks or whatever. Four yeah. of those picks were not his fault, you know. Um, only yeah, one were of them like, was. They were like tip balls tips and, and tip ball, you know, yeah. like yeah. weird. So, yeah, it, it was a bunch of weird things happening in that game. But that's their like proof positive that see he sucks. It's just the system, whatever. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. They, it's they're they're just gonna be they they kind of take locked. They 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 had this perception because he was the last pick of the draft. Um, and until he does something phenomenal on the national stage, which unfortunately for that, for it, it has to be a Super Bowl, basically. If he doesn't go out and win a Super Bowl, and uh, then they're just going to have the same perception of him until he does something yeah. spectacular uh, again and again and again. It's um, the smart people have come around. Um, the, the people that have actually paid attention and watched Niners games. There are throws that he makes that Jimmy wasn't making that Trey couldn't make. Um, that you know, it, it's. It, it, I'm, I'm just. I'm. I'm at a loss for words at this point because if you haven't come over on Brock by now, I think you're just not going to. Well, at this I, point, I think it's you're. You're just. It, it's. It's take lock. It's uh, when you have an opinion about somebody and you're just kind of locked in there. You're not going to change. Uh, and until something completely egregious happens that well, forces if, you to change. If Brock wins that Super Bowl, there's only one person in that whole entire Fortnite organization that's going to thank him to the to the cows come home. Now be Kyle Shanahan to finally get over that hump. Yeah. If, if Brock does that, oh my God, Kyle will will name his first child Brock. <laughs> All right. So I think uh, we've talked about this quite a bit. Let's actually um, let's make some picks at this point since. Since it's already up, we're already sharing. Let's go. Um, uh, let's start with the uh, Texans and Ravens. The Ravens are nine and a half point favorites. Uh, Tyler, you want to go first on this one? Uh, I'm going to go Ravens on this one. I'm going to okay. keep a bird alive in this playoff. Okay. Uh, Sam, how about you? I love the Texans, but um, yeah, Ravens, they're just the, the better team right now. Um, but the Texans, they're... They're going to be a problem for many, many years to come. Yeah. So I'm thinking real hard about doing it. I'm real, I'm, I'm real tempted. I, 
if, if there's an upset brewing this week, I think it might. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna pick the Ravens, but if I was a betting man, I'd bet on the Texans because that game's gonna be a lot closer than nine and a half points. Yeah, uh, but we're not pl- we're not picking against the spread. Yeah. We're just picking yeah. straight up. Wait, so, I, have a, I have a question for you. On this next one here. Mm-hmm. How do, I mean, isn't it known that Brock kind of struggles when it's inclement weather, like rain and all that good stuff? No, that was like a monsoon. It was different. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it, like like everybody plays a little bit worse in inclement weather. But here's the thing: I actually came prepared with a couple of stats for you. Um, Green Bay, their rush defense was not very good over the season. They were twenty eighth best. Yeah, it's gotten a lot better. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they oh they they were twenty eighth best. It's it's not gotten better. It really hasn't. They just they played against teams that don't have a good enough rush attack. The 49ers are the third rushing team, uh, the third rushing offense uh, in the league. Uh, and then if we want to flip it the other way, the 49ers had the number three rush defense. Green Bay only had the 16th rushing offense. And part of that is Aaron Jones was injured for a little while. He's back. Maybe they're 10th ish. Uh, but uh, with him. Uh, the the other the thing I want to bring up is uh, when CMC gets seventy five plus or more yards, the Niners are ten and one. I think the game plan is CMC and uh, Debo Samuel out of the backfield, and you're just going to sprinkle in some Elijah Mitchell and uh, and and Jordan Mason, and they're going to rush it like 35, 40 times, and that's how the 49ers are going to get a fourteen point win. So that's how I, that's how I see this game going down. Well, Damn. I mean, I'm going 14 to, points. I'm going to pick the 49ers. That that's okay. that's not that's not a question. I'm just uh, I will okay. say this: if an upset were to happen between the Texans and the and the Packers games, both of those wouldn't shock me at all. Just because no. you know the no the Packers are for real at this point. The Packers are yeah. a a legit team. They prove themselves for real. They proved themselves real enough that the Niners are going to take them seriously and not let any foolishness happen like Dallas did. Yeah, exactly. So I that's, mean, again, that's, what's, that's why I think it's going to be like, like thirty-one seventeen, like kind of like what that final score was with the Bills, something like that. Yeah, that, again, if, if it happens, wouldn't shock me. Now, if you know, I obviously we get to the next ones, but if like the Bucks beat the Lions, then I'd, I'd be shocked, right? But Packers, if they win one out by like a field goal, that wouldn't shock me at all. But I'm going to go for Niners. Okay, the Niners are nine and a half point favorites. Yeah, I'm taking the Niners. I I don't know if it's going to be a a 14 point win, but I see them winning. I think it's going to be a um a no doubter. I don't think they're winning by a field goal or anything like that, but I I I I think it's going to I don't know if it's going to be a blowout though. Um, no, I, I mean I wouldn't call 14 a blowout. I mean what what happened with uh the 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 Packers and Cowboys, that was a blowout. Yeah. You know? Uh, the the Browns Texans that was a blowout. I mean, the 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 Bills Steelers game that ended up being a fourteen point game. Um, the Bills had control, but I mean that wasn't like a blowout by any means, you know. Uh, so I think that's how I see it. The Niners control the game the whole way, um, but yeah, it's it, it's it's a comfortable, but not like um, because of the rain and everything. Uh, it's going to be a ground game anyway. And it's the, the, that's 
Niners have CMC. Yeah, yeah. Advantage Niners. So. Yeah, for sure. All right, so Lions, Buccaneers. Uh, I am going to take the Lions. I'll pick first this time. Uh, I, I, I think uh, it, this the the fun times keep keep rolling in Detroit. Uh, Niners will be hosting the Lions next weekend. That's my prediction. But I I actually think this is the game for me that could be an upset because I could totally see Jared Goff being turnover prone. And the Lions defense has been susceptible to giving up a lot of big plays. Um, and I think the Buccaneers are coming in really well coached on both sides of the ball. And, you know, Baker, he's having his best season. I'm not saying he's an MVP, um, but this has been his best season. I can see him actually having some big plays. I want the Lions to win. I really do. Um, but they give up a ton of big plays. So I'm actually going with the upset. I think I'm going to take the Bucks. Oh, look at you. Okay. I will not be taking the nine and eight Bucks, and I'll be taking the Lions. All right. So here we go. Here's the divergence. Okay. <clears throat> now hey, we have Bills and Chiefs on Sunday at 3.30 Pacific. Bills are three-point favorites. What's happening? Uh, Bills. Bills. Fuck the Chiefs. I hate the Chiefs. I know. I know. I I, I kind of saw that coming from you. Tyler, do you want to join along with the uh, fuck the Chiefs? I mean, of course I do. They, they beat my team in the Super Bowl. But uh, let's see. Hold on. We got a blizzard. Another one. Fans are bringing shovels to this freaking game. Mm -hmm. um, Chiefs just won a minus 14 degree weather game. But, but against a team that has no business being in that kind of weather. I'm going to go Bills. I'm going to go Bills. Okay. I'm also going Bills. I had the Bills and the Niners in the Super Bowl. Uh, no sense in throwing away my picks right now. So basically, we're all in agreement except on this Lions-Buccaneers game. Uh, Sam, you got. Uh, I'm going to give you one last chance to change your mind on that. Are you sticking with the Bucks? Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Bucks because okay. um, at least there's a little bit of interestingness in the show. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You know what? Just just because I want all the smoke, change my 49ers to the Packers. Oh, you do, huh? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm real tempted to change this uh, Ravens to Texans just to well, I mean, make it fun we, for everybody. We can, we're all going to be different. So uh, somebody's walking away with all points or some points. <laughs> you know what? I'm doing it. Uh, I'm going to take the Texans. You know, we're, we're all standing on an island for one game. Uh, and then we all have the Bills uh, winning over the Chiefs. Uh, watch right. that be the one that we all get wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Three, two, one. I am locking those in. I'm stopping the share. And we're back to uh, normal uh, pictures of us talking instead of people staring at a spreadsheet. So that's lovely. Absolutely. Uh, um, so there's our pickums. We're locked in. Um, I will just say... Uh, uh, on wildcard weekend, Tyler only got two out of six games, right? Me and Sam both got four. So uh, me and Sam are tied for the lead right now, heading into the division round. And that's where the points double. It is two points for every correct game. Uh, yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nobody's right, guys, uh, the coaching carousel. This is uh, before we, before we get fully into the coaching 
changes and all this stuff. I heard an interesting uh, debate this afternoon about when teams should be able to hire coaches because some people were it should so be after the playoffs. I was gonna say, should we do it after the playoffs? Because now people are saying Dan Quinn was distracted because he did interviews in Seattle and how to fly back and yada yada yada. Um, what do you what do you guys what do you guys think about it's, this interviewing stuff? It's a little rough sometimes in, in certain situations, like the Dan Quinn situation, for example. Um, but. Teams fire their head coaches, you know, basically on a lot of them get fired the day after or, you know, two days after at most. Um, so it, it so basically if, if we're waiting till the end of the playoffs to start hiring head coaches, um, teams that don't fire their head coach have an advantage over the supposedly worst teams. Um, so as much as I get the idea of not wanting to have your offensive coordinator defensive coordinator distracted um these these bad teams need to get a head start they they need to get a start uh right away and if you can't at least identify and talk to a couple of these guys maybe not make the the hires official or anything uh immediately but they they need to be able to at least interview on an off day um yeah obviously we don't we don't want to have interviews happening on a friday you know uh, when they're trying to what, coach a game on Sunday, but is it the co or is it the team's decision to allow that person to go for the interview? Like, like what if say it depends. Say, 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 Sam, you're you're my coordinator, and the four ers want to interview you. Could I be like, you can interview him, but once or after once we get eliminated, no, or after the it playoffs? depends. It depends. No. So if you're a coordinator, if it's a lateral move, the team could deny. But if it's a promotion, so if it's a head coaching job, then you you can't block that. You can't block a promotion. Okay. So if you're an OC or a DC or a quarterback coach and you're interviewing for a promotion, you can't get blocked uh, if it's a head coaching promotion. If you're a quarterback coach and you're interviewing for an offensive coordinator, um, you may have to wait until the season is over. I would say the rule should be you're allowed to interview them once the team has been either either not in the playoffs or eliminated from the playoffs. I'd say that'd be the only two things. Or if the team's going to the Super Bowl, you can interview them during the Pro Bowl week. Yeah, they got they do got some stuff where like it's the it's two days after a game or three days before a game. So there are some like things it's about that. Tuesday is your yeah. day to interview those so guys. It's like something it's like something weird like that. The other thing that I, I saw a lot of uh people griping about and is the Rooney rule is that it's kind of we're doing interviews now because we have to. Yeah. Like interview minority candidates. Like where the Raiders interviewed Leslie Frazier, we knew he wasn't gonna be a serious uh contender to get the the job. And then they interviewed another guy who has never been a head coach at any level and wasn't even coaching in the league this past season. So a lot of people are, you know, African-American people are, you know, commentators, former athletes are saying the Rooney rule is a, a good thing in concept and we should encourage minority hires. But at this point, it's just now we're checking a box and it's window dressing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not really helpful anymore. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. I agree. I think it's been uh, kind of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just just over used as as a as a okay, I guess if I have to. It, it yeah. hasn't been taken seriously. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and the the idea was to get these guys' names out there. So even if you didn't hire them, uh, you know, well, at what's... least they 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 had a little bit of a you know publicity at that point. What's and, really stupid yeah. is, uh, you know, the Raiders situation specifically today, they name uh, Antonio Pierce, their head coach. So they remove the interim label like they had to, they had to hire. They had to interview two minorities to promote a, a minority, which seemed like th- that caused a lot of uh, comments from 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 everyone of like, well, it sounds like the Raiders are going to promote a minority and have a minority general manager. Why do, why do we need to do this? Because we're going to give them the job. So mm. <laughs> I can see two sides of that though. I mean, I can understand like we're trying to eliminate the whole objection of having to interview a minority because they're a minority and you have to. So forcing them to go ahead and interview another minority is trying to place out that you're getting, the whole idea of the Rooney rule objectively, yes, is to interview minorities, but it's also to make it so that way it's not necessarily have to be a rule anymore. Let's just make it a standard that you interview anyone who is the best candidate for a job. I think that's the whole point of it. And it's not being used the way it's that's, going. that's the, that, that's the idea in a perfect world. Unfortunately, um, the world kind of sucks right now. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of really bad, 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 bad shit happening. So um, obviously we don't get into most of that stuff here yeah for sure um, but yeah but anyway getting to getting back uh to the coaching carousel tennessee fires mike rabel dumb he's, so he's, dumb uh, yeah i mean it's tennessee their owner is an idiot stupid it just seems like what you know the they traded their star wide receiver and you know vrabel lost his mind about that shit last year they um, also traded their their star uh uh safety as well too so I mean, <laughs> if you're if you're um uh uh, uh Derrick Henry, do you want to come back? You know, because he was like, no. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it depends. It just what, seems like it that's gonna implode. Asking. Yeah, uh, it just uh, seems like that's gonna implode. Yeah, that 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 whole situation. It was injuries that did them in this year, really. Yeah. Is uh, is King Henry a free agent now? Well, yeah, will I, be I, I believe so. Um, oh, dude, if I'm if I'm uh, Baltimore, I'm calling as soon as the playoffs oh. end. I'm calling immediately <laughs> if I'm Baltimore. Like, instantaneously, I'm calling. No so offense, Tennessee, I mean. Um, they're looking for a coach. Right? They didn't name him. Oh, wait. Yet. No, no, no. He's not actually a free agent. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Okay. I think he's got one more year, yeah? Uh, I'm, I'm looking it up on Spot Track right now. Or can he opt out? Wait, looking, looking. Um, no, he actually is a free agent in 2024. Yeah, Baltimore um, call. So, Baltimore yeah. call immediately. Seattle, Pete Carroll is out, and I don't know if you guys heard about this, but during his press conference, he said the decision was made not with football people. Uh, so it seemed like Pete Carroll was full intent that he he thought he was going to be a coach, and. Everybody else who he his words are non football people made the decision. The bean what counters. Does that, what does that mean? Like the it, it it means the business people. Yeah, the um, the uh, the accountant. Yeah, 
Joan and payroll. <laughs> you know? That's, that's such an odd... Like, I can understand if he was... Like, if they were like, dude, he's like 75 years old. You know what I mean? Like, how much... The man fell down and damn near broke his back. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't get know, it. man. Pete Carroll but, probably beat up some 20-year-olds. That dude is fit. <laughs> he's a fit old man. Do you see him chewing through gum, I man? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's been an interesting thing. And apparently he... He still wants to coach, so he the, he's talking about staying with the Seahawks to do whatever he can as a consultant. Um, but there's some talk that he may he may be interested to coach elsewhere. So we'll see. Uh, Bama is available. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, there, Nick Saban is retiring. Nick Saban's retired, but they already hired a coach. They they took uh, what's his name from Washington. Oh, that's right. That's uh, right. Yeah. So that's what well, what. Uh, the right. Patriots, they they break up with uh, Bill Belichick. They, it's a mutual thing. And this was kind of an interesting, as, you know, he's out on Monday. Gerard Mayo is promoted on a Tuesday, let's say. Um, I think it was like Wednesday, but yeah, it was but, pretty uh, quick. But the, Bill Belichick had it in his contract that there was a, a succession plan. So apparently one of the loopholes in the interview process is if you have a succession plan you don't have to do these Rooney rule interviews because he picked his successor which was Gerard Mayo so good that was really interesting so I like that I like that and there's also rumors that Josh McDaniels is going back to the New England Patriots as the offensive coordinator no <laughs> no, no he's not it's not happening I hope it does it's I no, it no does. way <laughs> There's no way Gerard Mayo lets that man I hope, even have I hope a, it an access card oh. to the building. I hope oh, the it does. chaos. I want to watch it oh. burn. There's uh. no way Gerard Mayo lets that happen. It does not happen. I think I do think Josh McDaniel uh, definitely goes back with Bill Belichick wherever Bill Belichick goes. I don't think Josh McDaniel is going back to the Patriots though. But I do I think mean, he will. He will follow his daddy. Belichick uh, did interview with Atlanta. And he's going back for a second interview. I no, think. no, no, no. Belichick interviewed Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Realistically, I mean, they have some pieces, man. They like yeah. offensively and defensively. Like, there's some, there's some players there. Uh, Can you imagine? Okay, look. Uh, like, yeah. New New England. What are you doing at nighttime in New England? Maybe going to a pub. Maybe right, right. So Bill Belichick can really be like, really stern with the guys and like run almost a dictatorship in a sense, right? Of like football is number one. Let's do that. How is he going to control people in Atlanta? Here's <laughs> Atlanta. the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Bill Belichick as a coach, like top two, right? He's considered the best, if not second, third best. I mean, you got to have Bill Walsh. You got to have the Lombardi. You know, the the trophies named after uh, you know Vince Lombardi. He's up there as a coach. I saw something really interesting in his. 20 plus years with the Patriots. You look at the last 10 years of the New England Patriots drafts. He's produced one pro bowler. Can you name that one pro bowler? Putting us on the spot there. In 10 the, years in ago? 10, in, the, in the last, in the last 10, years. 10 years. Gronkowski? His... No, no, Gronk is older than that. Man, he is, huh? Yeah, he's yeah. Like I'm talking about a, a draft pick that was basically still since, with... since 2014. Right. Uh, 
That's is... still with the Patriots? Right. Oh, damn. Um, it's it's got to be like a center. A what? The quarterback. He's still Literally, with Mac the Patriots. Jones, that's it. Because Mac Jones, Mac made, Jones a, made a Pro Bowl. Made a Pro Bowl in his rookie year, right? Right. That's right. So you got like no Ass. all pros. <laughs> you got no Pro Bowlers. Um, and you got guys that just but how haven't, much of, haven't stuck. How much of that is is the Patriots' way of getting quality players what at I'm, a discounted what price? What I'm saying, though, is Bill Belichick over the past 10 years has been the GM, the coach, the scout. He's like the Al Davis. Yeah. So he's become the, the, the fall of the Patriots. The rise of the Patriots and the fall of the Patriots is like the same – the same spear. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so the best of the Patriots was when there was a general manager who was taking care of the contracts and Bill Belichick was doing the coaching. Um, so I think that may be the thing that potentially holds him up from going to a team like Atlanta or, or wherever is that he wants full control. But then you look at the past five, six, seven, eight, nine years, and you look at his drafts, and they're not very good. You know, they're they're not a very – that's the problem with the Patriots right now is there's nobody on that roster and who had control of the roster. Yeah. Yeah, so. uh, I, I really do believe that um, general manager and head coach need to be two different uh, people. I really Agreed. do. Agreed. Um, because part of it is if you're the head coach, you know, you're you, you're trying to, you know, get the best out of your guys. If you're the general manager, you're trying to obviously think about now, but you're also trying to think, you know, three, four years down the road as well and trying to manage money and stuff like that. And if you're trying if you're doing both jobs, um, how can you try to motivate a guy and then say you're not worth, you know, like try to you know underpay him a little bit on the back end. It's just yeah. um, it's Especially it's two in, in... diametrically opposed uh, positions, and it just it does not work. You know, back in the day when when Al Davis was running the Raiders and he was the 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 owner, the GM, the, GM. the scout. You know, he was the human calculator. And there's there's decades of Al Davis doing it, like putting teams together. The Forty ers right? had that uh, in bill walsh uh where he was kind of pulling the strings on everything and now Billichick in recent history but i i think the nfl has evolved so much with with the computer with the spreadsheet with so many people that are specifically looking for specific things in players it, it's too much for one guy to be the coach the gm the scout um it's just too much like it, it's not going to work I also um, think contract deals back then were like, I'll give you eight thousand dollars and a Cadillac. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally different. Totally different. Uh moving on. Uh the Raiders, I, I mentioned it earlier. They announced Antonio Pierce. Um, so they removed the interim label. Um, which I, I think most Raider fans are happy about that. I think, I, I, I think, I think he's so. earned it. Um they I think what we're looking for as fans is a stabilizing force. I don't think you gotta you gotta go through the full off season and the draft and free agency and see what your team is gonna look like entering the season. We talked a lot about the quarterback position uh, last week or the past couple of weeks for the Raiders. 
um, as, as weeks were going by with AP as the interim coach, we talked about what to look forward to. And for the most part, I got what I wanted, right? We talked about being competent, being disciplined, playing with energy, playing with poise. ASC we got a lot all that. better down the stretch, yeah, too. We, we got all of that. I think I want to see a continuation of that. And I, I think, uh, you know, with Champ Kelly, um, I do I do believe there's a synergy between that relationship. Um, and I think uh, AP is smart enough to to understand and know within himself that, you know, whatever that offensive coordinator is going to be, he's going to empower the OC to, to run the best offense that, that, that they can. And we saw that when he was the head coach, we saw Patrick Graham get empowered to run the defense to its strengths. And we saw the defense become the number one defense in the league after Josh McDaniels is gone. They, they led the league in, in fewest points given up. They led the league in turnovers. They led the league in defensive points. Um, so they did a lot of great things. And we, we found, but potentially we found some players that you can put next to Max Crosby. Um, let's, so think, let's say, let's say you guys go seven and 10 next year. Do you think you still have the same outlook for Pierce? I think it depends on what it looks like. I think does that seven and 10 are you, did you start off? you know, six and two, seven and uh, six and one. And then your, your quarterback had a, a blowout of his knee and, and you know, you, you had a Aaron Rodgers New York jets moment. I think it depends. You know, if it's uh, the same team, if you're rolling with AOC, then you're probably looking at seven and 10. Cause I respect the man. I think he, I think he deserves to play in the league, but right now he hasn't shown me enough to hand over the keys of a franchise, um, right. especially when you got to, if you come back with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams and all these other veteran players, Max Crosby, you know, th these guys' shelf life is very short. So it depends on what you're rolling out there at quarterback, and it depends on what, where, how you got those seven wins, you know, or did you start off 0 and 10 and then you, <laughs> you finish? You go seven and three seven, to close or whatever, you yeah. Know? yeah. So it kind of it kind of depends on what it looks like, but I I think he's going to empower some um, some coaches, and I think we'll just see a tougher, a mentally tougher football team. And I think if we, you know, these games that they, you know, the the Rams, Baker Mayfield last year just just got off the airplane, got off the air, got out of the airport, showed up and, and beat them. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't think you're going to see stuff like that. Um, I think you're, you're not going to see those games. Um, I think you're going to see a motivated team. Um, and you know, I think they're going to, the Raiders have actually done pretty well in the draft the past couple seasons with Josh McDaniels. They actually found some guys in the later rounds. Um, and a lot of that had to do with uh, champ Kelly's work, you know, and I don't think the problem was really, uh, Dave Ziegler. I actually kind of liked some of the talent he was identifying. I think the problem was Josh McDaniels trying to be Belichick Jr. And it, it wasn't working. Um, so we got to go through the full offseason. We got to see who who the OC is going to be. Hopefully uh, Patrick Graham comes back as the DC. I think he will. Um, because if he put, he's already getting interviewed for head coaching jobs. I think if he puts together uh, next season, 
a solid Raider defense. We see a continuation of that. He's gone. He's going to be a head coach somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, so we'll see. I'm I'm happy about it. That's enough about the Raiders. I'll move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the last other piece about the coaching carousel we have, Jim Harbaugh did an interview with the Chargers. We'll see where that shakes out. It sounds like he's probably done with Michigan, especially because he got that suspension earlier in the season. And like, um, I think he's just, he, he's looking to make the jump. You know what's well, weird he's about got a, he's got, an, he's got you know another one this? looming too, a suspension, possible suspension. So that's probably another reason why he wants to get out too. So apparently he's also Michigan wants to retain him. So he's negotiating with Michigan and he's also doing interviews for the NFL. So apparently the holdup with him staying at Michigan for another year or two is he wants uh, some type of uh, immunity so that he won't get in trouble for whatever comes out. He's at, you know, that's, Apparently the sticking point is that he's trying to negotiate some type of uh, immunity that he can't, he can't get in trouble by the school. Can't be suspended. You can't dock his pay. You can't do this. You can't do that. So I don't know. Jim Harbaugh's a weird kind of dude, a uh, <laughs> hell of a coach, but he's a, he's an odd one. He does uh, tuck his sweatshirt into his pants. And I don't think, I don't think he would, I think he would go to the chargers if that was for whatever reason, the only offer he got. Yeah. But I also I know he has a connection with the Chargers because he played there his final two seasons of his career. Um he did play he was a Charger. Um But that was in San Diego. It was in yeah. San Diego. And the other thing is I think even if you win the Super Bowl, you're like fourth, fifth fiddle. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Just I don't I don't even think if the Chargers win a Super Bowl, you're you move the needle in LA. The Rams won the Super Bowl, and that was the smallest football parade I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, there's so much to do in that town, you know? So, but when the Lakers win, yeah. Massive, massive. Exactly. Parade. Yeah. That's because so, the Lakers have a history of winning. And, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think they at, moved at the Sam's needle. favorite stadium, the Forum. They don't play there anymore. That piece of shit. Uh, I saw Elton John there. Um, my feet, it, it was uh, my feet were still like sticky from like the shoes were sticking to the like soda that had been dried there for like ten years or whatever. Like gross. that's the grossest arena. It's so gross. It's so uh, disgusting. But but Elton rocked it, man. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Vince uh, seven Pro Bowlers for the four. Yeah. Uh, no, all pro. All this pros. Is not the pro yeah. Bowl. This yeah, is pro all pros. Uh, all pros. So. I mean. Yeah, um, I, the Eagles had four. You had seven. So congratulations. Yeah, yeah uh, CMC Kittle. You we check. had two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trent Williams and Fred Warner are your first teamers. Ayuk and Mooney Ward made the second team. Uh, they very well deserved. Um, and it sounded like Brock Purdy just barely missed out on the uh, second team. Uh, Dak beat him out by like just a couple of points, I think. So uh, I mean, so, all I think- accounts of instead of a playoffs, Dak had a good year really good year no no he uh, yeah especially the last half of it like when that yeah. schedule got a little bit easier uh he was just absolutely torching people and uh there's a lo- actually a lot of teams that had like a dax cd stack in fantasy and they just cruised to the fucking title for their leagues um yeah. Yeah. didn't happen in our league um that was me piecing together fucking <laughs> wounded warriors and everything but anyway <laughs> i'm the best um <laughs> On to Cincinnati. <laughs> and we're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> yep, yep. So, 
uh we're jumping into the hardwood here uh we're gonna jump into something a little tragic here uh there was an announcement uh, i believe it was what monday tuesday. it was announced tuesday okay uh the warriors assistant uh dishan milashevic uh he had a heart attack at the team dinner the night before they were going to play utah uh he went it was admitted to the hospital unfortunately the the restaurant wasn't prepared or equipped to be able to handle uh, a heart no, attack situation a, no aed device or anything on hand correct so um the game got postponed in utah and unfortunately uh milashevic uh, uh was pronounced uh, dead the next day um so they went ahead and also pro- uh postponed the friday game as well too so um Man, super tragic. I, I, I'm seeing all over Reddit, like a lot of, obviously he was a, you know, Serbian champion. He was, you know, a EuroLeague champion. Um, yeah, he was a big a deal in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. He started a lot of basketball leagues. He's kind of the main reason why Jokic is Jokic, you know, um, a lot of uh, big men, especially from Eastern Europe, uh, credit uh, Milosevic for basically his camps and, and, his coaching and things of that nature. So I'm seeing a lot of coaches come out, especially when Toronto, their head coach, um, obviously Denver, obviously the Warriors, uh, the Lakers held a moment of silence too for him. So he was a big name in in the in the NBA coaching uh, world. So um, really sad to to lose that uh, such a great person. And it seems like he was just a great human being, always up, never down, treated everyone positively. Um, you know, I think Looney is, is really hurt by this one the most, just because he spent probably the most time with him being a big man on our roster. Uh, so, you know, hearts and, uh, prayers go out to his family, man. That's a uh, really tragic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't really have anything else just to add to that. Um, yeah. There's no, yeah, it's, no smooth it sucks. transition, you know, yeah. but, um, um, moving on uh, to the team uh, and where uh, we're at. Uh, yeah. The, the schedule is, you know, I mean, we we don't know when their next games are going to be like when they're going to start playing games again. Um, they have a game scheduled for tomorrow against the Lakers. I don't know. I assume they're going to play that one, but I, I'm not too sure. I mean, they've postponed two games now. So I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, yeah. all the players were there, so I, I can only imagine how heartful to, to, to give you an idea on the athletic website, like, like the athletic.com. Um, I, I clicked over to the Warriors scores and schedules. Like they just took that page down entirely. Like, like it's just a blank page with an ad on it. Like they, they, they don't have the schedule listed for the team right now because they don't know, like the, the, obviously they have to make up these two games that they've suspended. Uh, they've postponed, excuse me. Um, so we'll, we'll see, obviously um, it, it, it's a tough situation and we'll see if they actually play when they play. Um, what's the deal and when those games will be made up. Um, uh, it, it'll compress the schedule a bit um, more games in a shorter time, but also it's more chances to climb, to climb back in uh, right now. They're 12th. They're sitting 12th. Yep. Um, they're get out two more up. Yeah. They're, they're four games under 500. So um, you gotta, uh, w- when they do start playing, obviously we want them to play well and get above 500. Uh, that's the first step after that. That's when we can start talking playoffs and everything uh, until then, you know, just damn. <laughs> Yeah. So what tragic. do you, you know, Draymond, Draymond came back. Yeah. Uh, I think he played the one game uh, mm. until the, you know, came the off the bench. Happened. Yeah. yeah. That uh, was the, uh, the Memphis game. Uh, they ended up losing that one by uh, nine points. Yeah. Yeah. They had that got, kid uh, uh, that went off uh, JJGG or something like that. The young kid he had like 
24 points or something like that. He like came up to Curry afterwards and was like, Hey, uh, I got uninvited to your, uh, to your Steph Curry camp. And Steph Curry goes, Oh, I remember that. Like they had overbooked and they had to pull some names. Oh no. And so Draymond goes, uh, I just want to say for next year, uh, you are more than welcome to be a counselor at Steph Curry's camp <laughs> when you torched <laughs> us. <laughs> it's a good line. Um, a little levity on the team right now. Uh, obviously, that that the whole discussion happened before the uh, the awfulness. Uh, yeah. So, damn. Uh, let's just make this as clunky as possible and move on to the Sharks, huh? Sure. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I was right on win of the week. I just kind of threw Montreal out there to make everybody have a different game. And wouldn't you know it, uh, uh, got the win there. Uh, they, was they I lose. Close? No, I wasn't even close. Actually, I was yeah. close. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. They lost five, close. four, uh, at Ottawa. Uh, uh, Sam, they, they, they got, they got the shit pushed in against Buffalo. It was bad. Like I actually watched no, the game. Was that close. was Sunday. <laughs> three nil, man. And it, there were three run homer away. <laughs> that's how that works in hockey yeah uh so they have 10 wins 31 losses four ties that's you know dead last basically in the entire league uh upcoming schedule they have a game tomorrow against anaheim and then through the uh through the rest of next week they'll have monday at the kings tuesday versus the rangers saturday versus buffalo we're not going to worry about win of the week this week i think uh uh, just because it's only one game before our next episode, uh, which is on Monday. So, uh, oh, no way. I'm, I'm. Uh, You're gonna take the Anaheim. Like, you know what? I'll, I'll give us all a point if Anaheim win. If, if we get the win in Anaheim tomorrow. All right. That's why it doesn't matter. But I mean, you get. A, There's only one game before do, our next you, you episode. Can, you could do the Kings. No, no, because that that game starts at 7:30. I looked. But so a... we're gonna be done recording before then. Oh yeah, it's Monday. Uh, yeah. Hmm. All right, all right, all right. Everybody so, gets a point of Anaheim. All right. Every, yeah, yeah. Or everybody gets a point or nobody gets a point because it doesn't matter if we all get the point. All right. Okay. All right, I'll take that. Uh, yeah, all right. Um, Logan Couture has been practicing with the team. He should be back any day now. And uh, obviously that's a guy that could use. He's he's a scorer. He's the captain. He wears the C. Played, uh, how many games do you play? One? He's Two? played no games. Oh, he has not played yet this year. So um he's close. real close though. Um he's been practicing. So he's gonna be skating. fresh. <laughs> yeah, he's been skating with the team. Um a little life, you know. Uh this is nowhere near the worst ever um Sharks team we've had. Like that 92, 93 team, the second year in existence. I think they only won seven games the entire year. That one was that was a dog that, that was the, the the doggest of shit teams. Uh uh, but this this team's not good by any stretch of the imagination. So getting a little help. I was, and I was watching the trade a little deadline... bit. I was watching a little bit and I, I think I heard somebody comment on the broadcast, like something to the effect of like, you can't hang your hat on anything. <laughs> like, you know, like they're not good at like, there's no right of the game that they're, they excel in. At least last year, they were oddly really good at the penalty kill. Right, you know, last year they were like a top five team on the penalty kill. They did like they got torched everywhere except on the penalty kill. Um, this year, not the case. Uh, they've been dog shit there. It's just been just been really rough. Um, so to get some good news added in, uh, they will be retiring Joe Thornton's jersey next year, uh, next season at some point. That's to be announced. 
they haven't even announced the schedule yet, so they can't really announce a date yet for when that's going to happen. But uh, Jumbo's number 19 will be joining Patty Marlowe's up in the rafters. Uh, what a beauty, man. Such a fucking beauty, that guy, Jumbo. Do they do, are they gonna put a beard at the bottom of his? Of I his hope jersey so. Too? I fucking hope so. No, <laughs> they're gonna put probably a beard. not. It'll probably they're gonna put a look... beard on the on the big shark that they come out of. They're gonna put <laughs> yeah. a beard on that. They're gonna paint the beard on the ice because the the chin of the shark actually sits right there. So yeah, <laughs> um, that might be where actually like a beard jumbo logo goes. Maybe for that game, that's yeah. actually can we can we get possible. like a foam beard? I want it. Yeah. A yeah, foam jumbo beard night. Yeah. Oh man. Maybe, Sharks. Maybe. I don't if know. If you need some ideas, I take some royalties, please. <laughs> 25 cents for every beer that you sell. Money, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I imagine the number is going to look uh, pretty much exactly like how uh, Patty's does, except with 19 instead of 12. And there was a couple of people that are, that were like, Oh, they should have done them on the same day. I hard disagree. Um, yeah. You want to give, each of these players who meant so much to your organization, their own special day, you know, uh, Patty had his day, uh, the greatest of all teal, right. Um, that was, you know, Mr. San Jose shark. Uh, he gets his day. Now it's time for the guy that was actually the, the actual best player in the, in the franchise's history. Jumbo gets his, uh, gets his day as well. And it's well-deserved, uh, Patty is going to be a Hall of Famer at some point. He's probably not a first ballot. Jumbo is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes. Uh, um, 100%. So that's that. I, I can't wait for that day. Uh, I also want to announce too uh, that Tampa has now uh, shown their new logo. Don't know if you've seen this. It's I have. Very, it's a very confusing commercial because I had to make sure that I was one on the uh, hockey subreddit because I thought I was on footballs. Um, their apparently new logo is uh, two guys dressed as pirates in Tampa Bay to open up a treasure chest to reveal their new jersey, which is a pirate with the skull, and in the middle of the skull is the lightning logo. I don't know what they're called. Are they just called the lightning pirate lightnings? Are we calling yeah, them the they're, they're trying to evoke. They're trying to evoke lightning, you know? Um, uh, like, like They're trying to evoke pirates as well, because that's kind of big in florida you know like being there's already one down team. there just pick, yeah well have that's the idea <laughs> they're, they're, that's kind of the idea i think they're trying to like do a little cross-marketing promotion uh happening there man it's very confusing i mean what do it's, you uh, what do i call I you like it the buccaneer I, lightnings <laughs> yeah i'm gonna it's look dumb. it up it's dumb I'm i don't i, I don't up. like it i'll, I'll send you like it. it i'll send you it uh, he, he can type um uh, anyway, so oh, I see it here. It's like uh, it's actually kind of gives Punisher a little bit. I was getting Grateful Dead a little. Not Grateful Dead, Dead too. Yeah, I mean, uh, great, yeah. it's really also, weird. Um, it's it's an Brian angrier. Wilson. Do you remember Brian Wilson's little logo? Yeah, but they changed yeah, yeah. their colors too. Yeah, it's it's, it's odd. It, it it it's a choice. Um, I don't know. It's, they've been having too many bath salts. Is this silver in, uh, Florida, black man. or yeah? I, it's black. supposed to be blue and white. Supposed to be. That's oh, what their current to me, colors it are. Black. Yeah. Um, yeah. It yeah. Looks we black on this. Don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. So I don't know about that one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Anywho. Know about All right. So uh, <laughs> one last thing we need to talk about. Uh, that's our boys 
in Wales. Your big moment. Your big moment, Tyler. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. They uh, they got the win done. There was only one game. So I know that we've been gone for four extra days here, but uh, they got the win against uh, AFC Wimbledon 2-0. to zero. They are 15-7-4 in second place. Last week we talked, they were in third. They're 52 points. Again, still two points away from Stockport. Uh, the next game is tomorrow, uh, which if you're watching this tomorrow, I guess the game is either probably done because it's like 4 a.m., um, but they're playing against Newport County. So uh, they're pretty much locked in. I saw some, uh, I, re- I know I sent you the Reddit uh, link, Vince, with their magic number. Yeah, yeah. I sent it to all of us, but I know Vince probably got a kick out of it. Um, they have to win basically 20 out of the 23 games left or something like that to ensure a promotion without having to go to a playoff. Right. But I mean, that number is actually going to, the more games they win, it's actually going to create a bigger gap too. Cause the teams right. behind aren't going to match them win for win. Right. You know? Yeah. So right now they need to, they can only afford to lose three to guarantee it. By by the time we get down there, they probably will have like a seven or eight game cushion, you know? Yeah. Just I mean, be the they, first they probably, I mean, right now it's 20 games that they'll probably only need to win 20 out of 23. They, I don't know. Yeah. 14, I think it's a luxury that they have this year is that they don't like, yeah, you, you want to take first place from Stockport, but reality, as long as you're the top two teams, top you're three, in top three. Well, yeah, yeah. Top three. And then four, it goes into playoff four through with, seven plays in that playoff. Yeah. So they pretty much can write their own destiny. It doesn't really there's not yeah. a whole lot of pressure. I mean, there is. They still got to win games, but it's not ginormous like it was last year. Right? Yeah. They they weren't trying to get out of the dog shit league. You yeah, know? you didn't have to be number one. You just had to be, you know, like, yeah. in this league, you know, you don't have to be number one. Last league, you had to be number one. Yeah. Otherwise, good luck. <laughs> yeah, playoffs at that point. Yeah. So they'll. Uh, uh, we talked about it. Uh, you know, in prior episodes, like th- this feels like a mid tier, like a mid third tier. Uh, yeah. football team this is where and that's where they're headed right now um they're on oh, their way i so. did want to point out something interesting that i saw um do i think it's going to happen absolutely not um but i found it to be somewhat interesting so there's some news obviously we know that uh our the i'm sorry i say ours but you know what i'm claiming it Wrexham is our team too we root for them you know just as well as the wales does knott's county obviously they're losing their their manager he's going to go uh crystal what was he he's coaching uh, a a championship team i'm drawing a blank but anyways their top player uh langstaff who was their top goal getter Mm -hmm. he apparently is being talked about and being uh trade or at least signing with wrexham there's talks about trying to bring in another striker and they might want to try and bring in langstaff for it and he's going to cost them about 1.9 million pounds but you get a 20 plus goal scorer and you get someone who could be, you know, one and two with Paul Mullen. And now you're talking like this, two aces. Team, this, For this might be, watchers, two aces. Yeah, <laughs> this might be, you know, obviously going to have to do some work on the championship team, but you might be able to hold your own, at least scoring wise in the championship mid-level, you know, with these two guys, if they're on your roster. So yeah, if, if, if like that, a signing of that caliber, um, that puts them closer to the top, to the upper end of, um, of league one, which means you're fighting for a shot at the championship level. You know, I mean, I, at that point, I wouldn't completely rule it out. 
it's not yep. out of the realm of possibility at that point. Like it becomes it, it like you can see the path, you know, yeah. Yeah. it's not a guarantee by any means, but you can see the path, how that, like, and then maybe there, they, they would be a team that bounces back and forth between championship and league one at that level until they find more revenue streams to improve the stadium and get more people in there and then, you know, finish the cop and all that stuff. And that's like, like, like you can see, how that would work and how they're building for the future and how, you know, you're trying to make money in the present and not run in the red here, but you're also like opening up a chance to make even more money fairly quickly as well. Yep. So I, I can see it. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, that, it's crazy to me that, you know, ownership cares about winning and has a plan. <laughs> you mean, it's unlike bonkers. ours who, uh, who goes to uh, Sacramento. That's and crazy. To, uh, yeah. Uh, and Salt for... Lake too. I heard that Salt Lake was happening as well. Um, they're talking 7,500 seat stadium. <laughs> You're going to put an MLB team in a 7,500 seat stadium in Utah. Oh, in a pl- uh, and, and they don't sell alcohol on Sundays. That also, that also reminds me, uh, Oh my God. JT snow is joining the ball. Yeah, he's the an infield staff. coach. Yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah. to mention that first base I, coach and uh, infield. Yeah. He'll be helping out with them. Yeah. So, it's going to be cool. a lot of fun seeing uh like they're getting some pretty big names from, you know, what's crazy is the A's have to play in a fucking minor league stadium. <laughs> but when a independent pioneer league wants to play one game at the Coliseum, you say fucking no when you would make money. Like, how does any of this make sense? It doesn't. It's like, a petty fest at this point. Like, yeah, it is. I will never buy anything from Gap, Old Navy, or this motherfucker ever again. Like, I haven't <laughs> bought anything in like five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just what a, a petty fucking human being John Fisher yeah. is. If so- Seriously, if somebody has firsthand knowledge of him dropping the N bomb. Now is the time Send to come it. forward. Send it. Send it. Casey, Casey Pratt's DMs are open. God. Seriously. God damn it. Just send him to a museum in Cincinnati. Kansas City. You fucked up oh, the yeah. joke. We're gonna have to retire the joke now that Tyler doesn't remember it anymore. Oh no, man. No, Play it taps. <laughs> have some military guy like screen blown into a bugle <laughs> all right guys we've reached the end of our script anything uh you guys want to add final thoughts to the show uh fuck john fisher you know yeah, typical fuck john fisher o'clock that's right uh it's also food o'clock so yeah i'm <laughs> starving um all right guys great show thank you so much for joining us on this friday night um everyone out there who's watching us on on the podcast uh thank you so much for for joining us please subscribe like interact with the show we want to grow this we want to we want to have um more of these shows we want to add content so please um give us a follow Uh, again you're listening to the svt sports podcast subscribe to us on youtube hit the bell for alerts when we go live Follow us on Instagram and threads at SVT Sports Pod. Again, slide into our DMs, interact with the show, because we would love to interact with you. Thank Absolutely. you again very much for, for joining us on this special Friday night. Bye, guys. Good night, guys.